a better platform for online education. Welcome back to Text Nation. I'm Fred Fishkin. Joining us from Engagely is Adrina Parisi Amon, VP of Learning and Teaching. Thank you for joining us, Adrina. Thank you, Fred. It's great to be here. Well, tell us what Engagely is and, and how this came about. Yeah, absolutely. So Engagely is a virtual classroom that meets instructors and students where they are, enabling collaborative and engaged learning. So maybe I can take a step back um, and just share a little bit more about what we mean by a virtual classroom. Um, learning online, as you said, is, is not new, but in the past year, we've really seen a huge growth in students of all ages and situations essentially going to school online. And so educators, scrappy and resourceful as they are, which we know, right, throughout educational histories, teachers have done what they've needed to, to help their students, um, have used lots of different tools to make that possible, which is really commonly required press fitting of a video conferencing solution, plus a number of other tools to create a place for learning. Um, and at Engagely, we've built our classroom from scratch. So with the, you know, the specific purpose of being a place where people can learn and for that learning to happen together, as we've seen in the education field is so valuable. So starting from being seated at a table, or even in a class with hundreds of other students around you, each person is part of a small intimate learning group. Um, coupling that with integrated note-taking, chat, Q&A, um, to really help each student participate fully in a way that is comfortable and accessible to them. Uh, and then engagement data. So I'm sure a lot of your folks have talked about as you get into different tech um, solutions, the value of data and so supporting instructors um, through both real time and long term data to connect with each student in their classroom. Let's get into the need a little bit. Why isn't uh, the typical solution like Zoom and the, the other platforms like it? Why aren't they good enough? And so this really comes from this, this idea of what are you doing in this virtual space? And you want to be learning and you want to be learning with each other. And so in a, a standard conferencing setting in which it's one to everyone, right, you see yourself um, in this box surrounded by a ton of other people. And that can be really intimidating when you want to ask a question or make a comment um, in such a large group. And there's not a ton of opportunity to engage um, in a really collaborative discussion. You know, I'm sure you've been to conferences or large group settings. That conversation really takes place often, um, you know, in the small groups that gather by the coffee or at those tables that you're usually sitting at within the larger setting. Because if you think about where you can have a conversation, you're doing that in a group of five, maybe up to 10 people. Uh, and at Engagely, we really start that from the very beginning. As you enter a classroom, you're sitting at a table of at most 10 other students. Um, and in that way, you can have a conversation with that group of students. You immediately have this small learning group that allows you to connect and to collaborate um, and that then instructor can uh, leverage or bring students together to then share things with the whole group um, to bring those learnings to, um, to everyone. It really important and to have that interaction. And we're hearing now about more and more schools either delaying or, or going back to virtual 
virtual classrooms here. Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, Right now, we're talking about this in, in the sense of the pandemic. We thought maybe we'd put it behind us. Everybody wanted to go back to in-person. Um, and that that pull for in-person is really that pull for connectivity. Uh, and so what some of what we're doing at Engage is removing the aloneness that often comes into the online setting, where you feel that you are the only one in this environment because either you're talking to everyone or it's just you. Whereas here, you now have your peers that you can connect with. Um, we also have a number of different modalities to continue to make it even more accessible and inclusive for everyone. Um, so whether you are wanting to chat with your table or an individual person or the instructor, if you want to ask a question anonymously, you can also do that. And a lot of um, learning research has shown um, that that reduces the barriers to getting your questions asked when you're not a afraid of it being tied to you and maybe showing that you didn't understand. Uh, and so we create all of these different modalities to make it possible for everyone to feel comfortable and to participate fully in the Engagely classroom. So you've been testing this out in, in, in some places. Tell me about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, we have seen some really thoughtful and deep implementations in which universities are um, using and adopting Engagely as a, as a real permanent platform for educational transformation. And so institutions such as Coventry University in the UK, um, Universidad Carlos III, which is a large multi-campus university in Madrid, um, Macquarie University in Australia, um, you know, ESMT, the number one business school in Germany, among others. And so um, we've seen them, you know, start and then grow that implementation. So you know, looking at ESMT, the business school, uh, their, their director of the EdTech Lab talked about how um, they were really employing Engagely to have a flexible, accessible, and authentic learning environment, um, which I think really sums up, you know, what they're, what they're able to do. And, you know, they started this past summer um, with their program for African mathematicians and then expanded it into their flagship MBA. And so really seeing that, that longevity of the value that this um, type of classroom can provide. Yeah. In addition to the pandemic, there are many schools today that have been offering courses online anyway. So are, is that one of the things you're looking at or are you thinking that even every day campuses are going to have at least some components online for the foreseeable future. Absolutely. So I think um, we'll definitely be seeing that move to online and, and even more than online per se to flexibility, um, to opening the doors to students with all different types of challenges to getting that daily education. Um, and so whether you're looking at the opportunity to go um, online and to provide some learning components later for students that have challenges getting to campus or um, with a particular schedule, um, one of the, um, I think really interesting and, and um, important stories that have come out of um, seeing more and more institutions go online um, is how that has increased access to students that 
you know, whether they have chronic illness or other disabilities, we're just getting to the classroom each day was not always possible. And so now you're opening that door to have both learners in the classroom and online together on equal playing field um, and learning from each other at all times. Very interesting. So you've got this, uh, you want to bring it into more and more universities, right, in, in, the, in the coming year. Is there a reason why high schools, public schools wouldn't want to use this platform as well? No, absolutely. Um, we are starting in the higher ed space, um, as we've seen a number of really forward-looking institutions as they are building out for that long-term flexibility and inclusivity, um, are in a really great position to, to start adopting Engagely. Um, I think as we grow and as other academic institutions figure out you know, what their needs are going to be, we are happy to work with each to really tailor make uh, the solution that they need. I suppose if you talk to faculty and, and other people at, at universities, uh, staffing, they might be worried about moving to another platform. They've, they've been doing some of this for the last year or, or more now. Um, is it a tough sell? Is, this, is, this, is there a learning curve involved here? Great, great question. And, and you're right, institutions and faculty, each individual faculty member in particular has been really cobbling together a number of different things to create their classroom. I would say at Engagely, we are bringing that all together in one place. And so for those that have been um, creating that engaging solution already, when they see Engagely, it's a breath of fresh air. It's like, oh, I can do what I used to do with X, Y, and Z different tools all in one tool. And they can just kind of sit back and relax in their chair. Um, I think as um, others look to expand across the institution in terms of really bringing this active learning into the online space, um, there is a, a curve to bring everybody up to speed. And we work really closely with um, the Centers for Teaching and Learning at institutions, as well as individual faculty to give them any support that's needed. And I assume there's the ability to record what's what's going on as well, so it can go online for streaming later. A hundred percent. And um, there, I would say that's another place where we are even starting to blur the lines a little bit more um, between um, you know the the live learning and that later learning. So in an engaged classroom, when you record afterwards, you don't just get um, the flat video file that you can sit and kind of passively watch, but you actually go into an engagedly study hall room um, and you can engage with the content. So if there are active polls, you as a learner would um, respond to the to the poll and see what the other students who had been in the class um, responded. If there are a number of you that are working together, either all who didn't get to attend that class or um, you're going back in to review, you can do that together. Almost, you know, a la Netflix watch party, if you will, um, but in, in a learning environment. And so now you're sitting around this table learning together, even if you didn't have the opportunity to do that as a whole class together. What about the cost? Uh, schools and uh, might be taking a look at saying, well, this might be too expensive for us. What can you tell us? 
Yeah, so I will say I'm on, as you said, on the, the learning and teaching side. And so I, I don't get into the pricing conversations, but um, I will say that we, again, work with each um, institution. And so we recognize that they've already set a certain budget for their, their online offerings. And we work um, within that budget to, um, to enable the, the type of classroom that they want for their learners. Are they also looking at other markets? going beyond education because you know conferences globally are taking place online today and companies are trying to figure out how best to do it to allow interaction yeah absolutely and so um it's that's a really interesting point that you bring up we um hosted the empirical educator project um earlier this year in october um which you know, really specifically is is a conference um, or a summit, if you will, that comes together with the intention of of not being of, of bringing in um, that type of collaboration and community that often takes place around a conference as opposed to in the conference. Um, and it was a great experience uh, in an Engagely classroom. We'll be hosting our summit in February as well uh, in that space. And so are open to considering, you know, what that could look like. Um, I think any place in which learning is the focus, connected and collaborative learning, um, this can be a great solution for. So where do people go for more information? Uh, happy to, to share. So um, anyone is welcome to email me, andrina at engagely.com. They might want to double check the spelling of my name in your show notes. And um, also at engagely.com on our website, there's a bunch of information and the opportunity to, to connect with our team. Andrina Parisi, Amon, thank you so much for taking the time with us. Thank you. Now this. It takes a lot of listening to build a better radio, and that's just what the folks at Sea Crane have done. Bob Crane and his crew, nestled among the rivers and tallest trees in the world in Fortuna, California, have made a habit of listening to their customers, and that's just what they've done in building the CC Skywave SSB the Swiss Army knife of portable radios. For everyday listening to AM or FM in the yard or patio or on the nightstand without having to drain a mobile phone battery, it's a great companion. But it is also a companion equipped for NOAA weather information and alerts that can be life-saving. You can listen to FEMA and Coast Guard transmissions too. Beyond all of that, you can tune into shortwave signals from around the world. It's compact, easy to take with you, and built to last. The CC SkyWave SSB. Click on the link at textonation.com.